hello hello so yeah we've come to the end hey the last episode so um on this episode i'm just every episode and just um let you know what i learned from each and every situation and uh how it actually groomed me and uh what i took from it as lessons I'm sure that it's actually going to be long, but then I'm just going to try and keep it to the point so that um, you are still able to listen and also be interested on um, listening until the end. Yeah. By the way, thank you for tuning in and uh, for you making it this far. You have um, been with me throughout my journey of exhilaration my journey of peace and for that i'd like to thank you the title of this episode is looking back i regret nothing if you listen to my title and uh, took your time to listen to the trailer you will also get an understanding of um, what the meaning of the title is so I'm not going to break that too much break that down too much the very first episode that I did was my growing up and what I learned from my growing up is that people are cool and they find it within themselves to outshadow the bad things that they do to people somehow i don't know if it has to do with nature or it has to do with the way that uh, people have been groomed altogether some people will ignore the bad things that they see happening to other people and they will act like it's actually not happening if it does not really touch them touch them in the sense that it affects the person that is really close to them if it affects the person that they love or if it affects the person that they've chosen growing up i've never found love i've never been given love and um, with that i learned to be self-sufficient i learned to be in contact with the special forces i i understood what i understood from that period of my life what it is to rely on god and god only because god was the only person that i had and that i could speak to i relied on myself for a lot of answers that i couldn't get from anyone because of the situation so from that in as much as the situation might have been bad or adverse I learned to be strong I learned to be a force I learned to pray I learned to ignore when people don't show you what you want them to show you and from then on I grew up before my time which was a good thing I got to know where, what to do win and i also got to understand how to maneuver around life just from 
having to fend for myself from a very early age. So growing up for me, in as much as it was bad, I did learn a lot from it. It does contribute quite a large portion of who I am today as a human being, as an adult. And it has a lot of contribution to the blessings that I do have because of my being so steadfast in everything that I do and also understanding whenever there's a person that is living the life that I lived whilst I was growing up, I'm able to quickly spot when someone grew up the way that I grew up. I'm able to quickly spot if someone is suffering from something that happened to them whilst they were growing up. And from that day, I get to understand and know how to deal with such people. And my being in the industry of dealing with people, it really, really does help. And from that only, I am a lot of help to a lot of people. And then the second was I developed anger. In my developing anger, I got to understand, even though I was young, um, because I can still understand and remember what happened, it actually shows how early you can register from adverse situations. So from my developing anger, I now understand the power anger has on a person. I remember my praying, literally praying each and every day, each and every day for something bad to happen to the people that I felt were against me, did not love me. I remember how I used to listen or hear stories about a car crash or hearing stories about that um, killed a number of people and my wishing and hoping that the people that were really, really bad to me were in those accidents. So from that day, I, I, I got to learn how dangerous anger is and what it can do to you. Anger persisted from the time I was growing up to the time that I was an adult. Anger see me lose a lot of things that were very good. Anger has actually seen me lose myself at some stages in my life because I felt I didn't feel anything. Let me not even go to feeling. I didn't feel anything. I was a tool that had a, but didn't have an understanding of how to cooperate with people. I pushed a lot of people away that showed me genuine love because I was angry not at the people that I had met in my life, be it friends, be it our relationships, meaning partners. I pushed them away whenever I felt that they were giving me love because of the anger that I had. It felt as though somewhere, somehow they would disappoint me. Anger was built from my being disappointed in the first place. And second of all, it made me doubt a lot of people. It made me doubt a lot of intentions. And now looking at those instances and being the person that I am after healing, 
I know that I lost a a lot of good things because of my anger and my not trusting in whatever I received that was good because I was still angry issues. And how I manifested that was in the way that I spoke, was in the way that I I looked at people. It was in the way that I didn't want to let people in by my looks, by the way that I walked, by my thinking that it is seen or the outlook is confidence when it was actually arrogance. That was my anger. I lashed a lot of people. I used what I knew every now and again to put people down because I was angry. I made, in a lot of instances, my wit became null and void because of the way that I portrayed it or outlaid it to people because no one can fathom somebody's arrogance that is mixed with wit because it it never really comes out as wit sometimes. It just comes out as arrogance and nobody wants to listen to someone who's arrogant. It can be you're saying something that is very valuable, but no one will listen to it because of the way that, that it comes out. And from that, I felt strong. It made me feel strong because I didn't know what strong means from anger. And uh, until I identified, or sorry, until I defined what strong is and what anger is. And now I know. But from anger, that stage, that stage actually taught me that. It is not worth it. It kills you. The truth of the matter is, it is the poison that would rather be your killer than your maker. It is really, really unnecessary. Anger has done nothing for me. It's done absolutely nothing for me. And then, the episode of the, uh, the Guamashu environment. From that environment, I got confused I was consumed in the thoughts and engulfed in the understanding of the people that were around me and made and idolized them by the way that they looked it's because they were around me I envied the dancing the lifestyle the drinking even though I'm not so much of a drinker which I think is a good thing because it's character a built they built that in me and I idolized that in the sense that I felt that when I want, when I grew up, those are the people that I wanted to be. And in a lot of areas of my life, I can still see that this, envi- this outcome is as of a result of the environment that I grew up in. You make real what's not real. You don't know how to differentiate reality from fake. Good looking means a lot to you than what matters. You don't really listen. Because I remember from that environment, I remember nothing fruitful that I can still remember today. That I say, I take and I take a look at this and this is what I look up to because of the environment that I grew up in. It makes the crazy normal. However, in every bad there's good. 
the one mushroom environment taught me not to really care so much about people. I saw a lot of people that really didn't give a damn of what people thought about them. They made the most uncomfortable things very comfortable. They are the people that will teach you that in the end of the day, everything will pass. And there will be the next person tomorrow that people are talking about. So don't really care so much about what's going on today. And I guess that's a benefit for me because it still works for me until today. And then hmm, the other episode was, it's not easy letting go of your slave. Hmm, that's a very, hmm, how can I put it or how may I put it? With this episode, what I learned is that in as much as people not wanting to let go of you, that might be mistaken for love. I'll tell you why. There were some instances where I felt, I felt happy because I was needed felt happy because I was a subject, felt happy because someone wanted me to come back home. Someone was fighting that I'm not there. For some instances, I felt that that was the love that I so much wanted, that if I came back, they will be excited that I'm back because they are looking for me to come back. What it did to my brain was that it made me think that people that that pull for you that want you back, that they do love you. It's just that they don't know how to manifest the love they have for you. So what it did in the future of the life that I lived was that in a lot of my relationships, I thought that when people treated me badly, but every time I go, they want me back. That's the way they show love. And that's what love is supposed to be. And I failed to see that that's just a shadow of people being themselves and being selfish. People knowing what it is that they need exactly. Summing up what their needs are from you and making sure that they still have it. It doesn't matter whether good or bad for you. But as long as they have what they want. So slowly but surely, I got to understand that People wanting you does not necessarily mean that they love you. People wanting you in their lives, most of the time, or more highly than likely, more highly likely is that there is definitely something that they need from you. You gotta figure out what it is, and you gotta understand that you staying in that instance or in those instances, it is your choice. And you take full responsibility for staying around those instances because you understand what the need of the other person is, but you're still willing to stay. Could be because you're still in need of those people, you yourself, or you feel that it doesn't really matter. You know what your choice is and you stick to your choice in the end of the day. It doesn't matter what the situation is. And then... The other episode, which was episode five, what led to my going back to Kwamashu, I I was hurt in this episode. Um, I can't see I can't see me saying there's something I learned from this episode. 
I got to go back home. I had very bad experiences. And the people that I was going back to, I knew for sure that they were never going to be on my side. But yeah, actually, you know what? There is something that I did learn is that because I had to go back, sometimes whatever benefits you, you've got to make the most of it. I went back home knowing very well that I was not going to be welcomed warmly. No one is going to feel sorry for me in what has happened. And I knew exactly what to expect. Sometimes it does help to ex- to know what to expect. Sometimes it does help to know exactly how you're going to deal with the situation beforehand. It helps you to adjust. It helps you to know when to keep quiet. It helps you to know how to act as well. Because imagine you're going to a situation, you don't know what you're expecting, you don't know how you're going to react to it, and it just somehow hits you. You turn to different directions because you really didn't expect it. But because I had expected that they're not going to feel sorry for me, no matter what has happened, and I know I'm going back to, I knew exactly what to do. As a result, on the next episode is when I went mute. I knew that some arguments will actually, because I had been an adult, well, I had grown, you know, I had my voice. So I just went mute because I knew there are just some arguments that you're not meant to engage in. And some arguments that you engage in have got to actually come out with something. I knew exactly that even if I were to argue, even if I were to fight them, even if I were to disagree with what they wanted me to do, it's not going to help me in any way. In the end of the day, they don't care. And I am in this space. I need the space for that moment. So my keeping quiet won't kill me. I learned that there are some things that will definitely not kill you. And it's true what they say. What doesn't kill you, it just makes you stronger. I learned to actually look and overlook a number of things. And it actually does still help help me in my life right now as well. Where I overlook things that I I know this is definitely not going to benefit me if I spoke about it. So it's best I just keep quiet. Sometimes it's easier just taking the water and putting it under Doug's back. Yeah, it does help. And... My starting to date was not as a result of my falling in love. My starting to date looking for the sense of love because I didn't get it. I didn't have it. And from that, I actually learned that loving because you have the love to share and not considering the situations and circumstances that are in the in those uh, verges or those uh, situations actually hurt you more than it actually makes you. I got nothing from um, I got nothing from the love that I seeked and made to believe that was there. It was just excitement and fun, but uh, it was just not love. And um, I dated for the sake of people dating, but it was not peer pressure on my side. 
but uh, to be honest with you, I know when I was loved, I, I loved, and I still remember the instances of my being loved. So none of those instances that I felt and was engaged in, in that stage felt like love. And I still don't consider them to be loved. It was just dating. Yeah. And then my being 17 and pregnant grew me very early. I um, got to find, uh, go look for a job and I uh, started developing a bond with my little girl in a very early stage. And with that being said, um, I don't regret it at all. It was early, yes, but from that, I got to understand that what's meant to be is what's meant to be. Because from then, from that time, everything fell into place. Even though it didn't fall into place in the, in the sense that everything was going according to plans. Like, a lot of things just started happening, you know. I noticed that, you know, what, life just happens. It goes on, man. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Life just does go on. You know, and uh, again, yeah, people will always be people. They care about who they care about and you can't push them to care about you. I say that because of my having to go to the hospital, being in labor all on my own. And, you know, people not knowing me help me going to deliver my baby and no one caring, you know, just my mother when I was in hospital. Like, you know, she was supposed to because she's my mother in the end of the day. And she never hated me in the, in the, in the instances, you know, never. It's just of this, because of the situation. That's how I saw it. You know, that's how I fathomed that. Yeah. So life is like that. And God, God will always find a way to send people that will always come to your aid whenever you don't have those that should be there, you know. And from that, I know for sure, they, for me, I love family, yes, but family is anyone for me. Family is anyone that I make to be my family. It's not family because they are close relatives. No, it's not family because they are blood. Family for me is family because of the heart and the connection and the understanding that we have. Uh, I'm not going to go into the topic of my going to early labor. It still relates back to what I just spoke about. My getting a job changed my life. I got to interact with people. I got to ease a lot of pain that I had felt growing up. I started making my own money. I started planning my future. So from my getting my first job... I learned and understood how to put together this little thing that I call life. I knew how to budget. I've budgeted from this time that I started. I started living life. And from the next episode, which read, these jobs made me quickly understand that I'm fortunate. It, they really did. I know right up until today that... I am very fortunate. If I want some, it just depends how how much I want it. To the point where there are some of the things that I do want and I only realized straight after that it was not meant for me. But because of the passion I have on that thing and the way I harness it, I actually do get it even if it's not meant for me. Because 
of, I believe it's the angels that God has sent to me or to guide me. They make it possible. They make it happen, you know. And um, I'm very, really disappointed in whatever I do want in my life. It just so happens that in most of the cases, if it's not for me, you know, it ends up very badly or, you know, it tears very badly. And actually, most of the time, I actually do realize if I wanted something too badly that it did happen. But then it was just not what God had planned for me. So work-wise and job-wise, ah, guys, I'm really lucky in that department. I know for sure. So work-life, awesome, still is. I am, again, uh, when it comes to work-life, I've always been the highlight. I'm one of those employees that will never go missed. I am always noticed. I am always on the highlight or on the spot. There's no way that I can be engaged in an environment of work that I will not be known. I'll definitely be known. I've always been an ambassador. I've always been chosen to be something that is bigger than my position in whatever environment that I'm in. I'm always that employee that will win the employees of the month. I'm always that employee that will be a part of the games and will be winning and will be winning awards and stuff and stuff and stuff. I'm just one of those people that I know is just something that has been given to me. And, um, yeah, one of those, I guess I take it back to Isizulu where they say that I really, truly believe in that. You cannot take away what God has given to the other person or the gift, because even the Bible says, I'm sorry to, to go to the Bible. If you're not a believer, um, it says that whatever gift that has been given to you will never be taken away. It doesn't matter what you are to be out of the, the doctrine of um uh, of us uh, christians your gift will remain with you it's just one of those for me as well and the episode of bob the builder that episode firstly i found love a lot of it i know what love is from that guy first of all number two i also know what hate is from that guy hate that is developed by a person seeing that they are losing losing something that is important that they didn't treasure in the first place i know for sure that there's a song what does it say again um uh, it's not dandelion um while i was lying in the ordinary no it's not um but, you know, it's a song that says that people will know. Oh, no, I think it's gold. Yeah. Um, I'm gold. Uh, catch me in the field. Um, and then people passing, passing me by the streams because they don't know what true gold is. He found his gold. He didn't know it was. And he did. Maybe he knew that it was gold. It's just that. He didn't know how to treat gold. Sometimes it does happen, which is the reason why you might be walking into mansions and you will notice an art piece that is very expensive, exquisite, that has a beautiful history. But the people who have those art pieces will tell you, oh, it's just an art piece that actually goes well with the blending of the color on the wall, you know, sort of thing. So he lost me and he couldn't understand how to 
to to to to swallow that he's losing me so he turned to something that has no education it has no voice it has no language he turned to violence and he thought that by my being scared because because he understood my nature that i will go back to him and we will build on my fears because he knew very well that he's a man and I would be scared. And, you know, he thought that that would actually work. And it didn't work. I worked each and every day fearlessly to get out, you know. I had plans. I spoke to people just to get out, you know. And um, it just, you know what, it's just one of those situations. I know for sure. I learned how to read signs of an abuser. So it is not going to be very easy for me to be in a relationship with an abuser again because I know how to spot them. I know their actions. I know their language, you know, sort of thing, you know. And yeah, and yeah. And again, I still say, I still know what love is. So it was 50-50, hey? Touche, touche. He showed me love, love at first, true love. And um, he showed me hate at last, true hate, you know. So, as I say, touche, catch-22 sort of situation, you know. And then, um, again, hmm, I don't regret, still on that episode of Bob the Builder, I don't regret my building, the life that I built with him, my helping him. I don't at all. I am that person, I've realized after a long time and after lots of relationships that that's who I am. No one can take it away from me. And I am not going to rob myself of um, assisting people when they need my help because I want one day the, the me that wants to be my partner. So I'm never going to take that part away from, from me as a character. I don't feel stupid for being who I am for giving, for being a giver, for being a helper. Because as I say, I still am looking for that part of me in a person that I will call a partner in the future that sees purely um, the future in every relationship, that sees love from the words and now of late with married with the actions and don't feel afraid to give even if it means that we share the little that I do have it's fine just as long as it's genuine it still is the same I still feel the same way if it's genuine let's go through it together it's cool um if you fall if I fall maybe I fall it's cool it's life it happens and I'm not going to blame it on anyone I'm not even going to blame it on myself I'm just going to continue being me even if it doesn't work it's fine. I can't change who I am. I can only tweak and maneuver around my character. Um, and you know what? See what works. And negatives away. But positives I will still remain with. And then uh, it started with cheating. When there's, a se- when there's a third party, a lot of alarms and red flags will always manifest itself. Um, when my partner started cheating, he changed a lot. And uh, he was very bold in the things that he did. But I'm not going to generalize with regards to men cheating and changing. Because maybe some are different. So with that, I didn't learn too much. So I'm not going to dwell on that. With uh, the abuse, I 
now know that don't stay. The first club means go. The first push means go. It's not going to change. That's who that person is. They're not going to change. Never. No amount of counseling. No amount of being tuned in with what's happening and um, with what would happen in the end of the day if they are to be caught and um, what uh, the law says. They're not going to change. They will do what they want to do. And the worst thing about being abused or being in an abusive relationship is that these people's characters change the moment they start hitting you. It's like they are being fueled by something they themselves cannot understand and explain. So I guess that's the reason why they get into these detrimental stages of killing people. It's because I think they be, they pushed by something, by some sort of force. Because I remember when I was being abused, I used to see different sides to this guy, man. I saw different eyes, you know. I saw things I'd never seen him do before. He changed into a literal animal, a literal animal, you know. He went from being human to being something I never, ever, you know, knew, you know. And I knew there were times where I fought so, I fought so hard for, my, for, for myself that it was just because I knew, because of who he has changed to at this very instance, anything can happen. This is my death that I'm looking at. I just need to fight it. There were situations like that, you know, and I guess that's when people die because some of, some of the people might not be strong to be uh, next to something where you can pull and you can hit the other person and run, you know, sometimes you don't get that lucky, you know, and again, I'll still go back to saying that violence has no language and then boomerang. What I learned from that is that it's not worth it. It is excitement for a moment. It's not the solution. You cheating because the other person is cheating or you doing what the other person is doing simply because you feel that it's the right thing because um, the person has done it. It's not the solution. Find the solution. Don't do things that is just because the other person is doing and it's going to aid your situation for that moment. It doesn't work. Then the Maldives. The Maldives taught me that life is beautiful. Life is different. People are different and they are different in different instances and spaces as well. Um, there are people who do love you from different cultures, from different ethnicities. And what I also learned, remember Maldives was my first uh, overseas travel. So I, I learned that travel, it gives you an experience that no degree will give you. It gives you an experience that nothing around you, just being who you are, around where you are, your environment will ever give to you. It only comes from you being able to get that experience and understanding the different people and falling, grabbing yourself and finding your direction when you have no direction. And that fear is just fear because it exists and people make it to be um, important by how they react to it. Because in the, end of, in the end of the day, you know, there's lots of situations where you feel that if I get lost here, that's it. But if you give into that fear, you will definitely get lost. And the worst can happen to you whilst traveling, if you're traveling for the first time. But 
if you focus on the direction that you've been given and you ask questions and you use the people that are around you, it'll work for you. It will. It will work for you. And people are people because they need to be used as aids. Use them. And don't give one burden that you've gotten from one person to the other. Treat each and every instance with its own merit. It is different. That's why it's different. People are different. And situations are different as well. Treat them in their different merits. Gauteng broadened the way that I thought. Gauteng could have been easily very fast for me. In the sense that a lot of people can make things happen for me because of the way that you look, because of the way that you articulate yourself and um, the things that you've learned. It could easily work for you. But trust me, it comes with a price. That's what I've learned. And Gauteng for me has taught me what exponential means in practicality. You know, and Gauteng for me has built a leader. Yeah, has built confidence that is unshakable, unbreakable, has made me understand that anything is possible in this life. I don't think, not for a second, I would have learned that being in. Um, Durban, not because I undermine Durban. I love Durban. Don't get me wrong, but I believe in what is in what Gauteng has taught me. I believe in in in, in exponential growth because of Gauteng. I believe in everything you know, and that comes with the experiences. London. Well, by the way, before I go to London, I've done also a lot of domestic travels. But it just builds on the travel experience. Not too much of instances where I want to talk about because it's too controversial. Topics of domestic travels for me have become just too controversial. I don't believe it's any um, of the benefit to anyone anyway. London. London taught me that rich people care about themselves. Not in a bad way. Um, In a good way, to be honest with you. Because by them caring about themselves and not caring about what the other person is doing, what the other person says, or what is actually happening in the other person's life, it actually teaches you to be the same. It teaches you to be who you are. You know, that's what London did for me. It teaches actually you to be who you are. It teaches you to be genuine in your speech, in things that you say, and to speak your mind. That's what London did for me. Changed me. Totally. I met people who told you things that you would never ever say to the next person being in South Africa because that actually uh, um, that actually writes you off. But it made me feel comfortable in saying those things to people. And it's still, I mean, it's still is a reflection of who I am up until today, you know? A lot of people will tell me, oh no, you know, I'm very anal, you know? That's how some people put it, you know? But in the end of the day, proud aside, pride aside, um, it works and it's what I believe in. Correct me. I do accept that. 
because that's what London also did for, for me is it opened my mind, you know, and um, also susceptible to a lot of uh, how other people think and very adaptive to a lot of how other people thinks, uh, think as well, you know, and I respect. It actually taught me a lot of respect as well. Respect what people are and who they are and what they think. And also to respect your flaws. That's what London did for me. They make flaws to be a part of what life is. And they make you understand that flaws are supposed to be there. You know? And what's different from South Africa to London is that in South Africa, what happens is they make flaws to be something that you should be ashamed of. You know? And in the end of the day, flaws are understood. You're helped in your flaws by people who care about people, not care about you as an individual. They just care about people, you know, because they're rich. They don't really care, you know, about helping people. They're not really, really engulfed in what is happening. They're only engulfed in how they can help, you know, and only if they can. They're very honest about them being able to help and not being able to help and also choosing not to help. And they're very open about it as well, you know. Which I really, really appreciated about London. Yeah. Beside, besides it being beautiful and having good food and quality chocolates. <laughs> and quality people as well. <laughs> and my being in deep. Hmm. My in deep. Remember that episode? If you remember quite uh, clearly, um, with that episode, I didn't, I fell in love with what happened. I fell in love with um, this, the instances of my being given money, my give, being given freedom and love sort of grew from that. I guess it's human nature. When life is made easy, you love what makes life easy. I followed that. But now I understand that give love its own merit. It's going to last because it's definitely not going to last because of material things. And my Kilimanjaro. Hmm. Yes, it's um, very emotional when it comes to this uh, episode. It made me enact a lot of past intervals. This is the first time in this episode that I was diagnosed with depression. I uh, guess a lot of it came because came from I asked I had a lot of why questions why me why me why me I trusted so much in human and anyone will tell you don't trust too much in human beings rather trust in a stone but I say rather trust in yourself you know from that my Kilimanjaro taught me that you can never say never you know uh definitely from now on from that episode will never say never because i thought that was it everything that happened made me believe that that was it and people yo guys a human being is a very dangerous species don't ever say you've got them confirmed i believed so much in my partner i thought he'd never Never ever be against me. And he was. And the funny thing about it, guys, is two days ago I met him. And he said something that I knew for sure. Ah, this guy, 
um, he's not really sorry about what happened uh, or is regretful about what happened. Um, he gave me a story about how he had to be that person because uh, of the situation of, of my character being too much and whatnot. And I fully accepted that and said to myself, it's fine, accept it coolly. In the end of the day, uh, you're not going to lose, you're not going to gain anything. It's cool, let's let him be. He sees no wrong in what happened. He needed to do it as he's put it. And it's fine. It's okay. It is absolutely okay. Yeah? And my moving out, how to be fully independent. I had never, I had never been fully independent, to be honest. Um, from my moving out, I've never really had a hand out. I've never really had assistance. I got to buy my first bed. I got to buy my own stuff, you know, my china and my cutlery and stuff. I got to live life, live life of being a human being. You know, I started renting, renting, not renting where you're renting. Everything is there in a house furniture and whatnot. I started renting where I found there was nothing. I had to buy my first fridge, you know. I I I got I got comfortable asking for help. And that was not the person that I am. And I understand now. It's good to ask for help. You're not a one man on an island. You live with people. They should help you. And you should also they should help you and you should also help them. Yeah. And rocking the boats taught me that life is what it is accept it for what it is and just not move on but understand and accept the process and actually enjoy the process it is what it is it's not going to change because you're hating the process because you're not sure of what the outcome is going to be the last episode, which was I Love Me Some Him. In as much as it sounds pretty. And everything sounded so pretty. And it was so good for that episode. I know for sure that it's definitely connected to body my body parts. And body parts meaning my private parts if i am in a relationship with someone i am the typical 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 human being that person has to be mine and mine fully and i cannot fool myself in saying that i can fall in love with the person that is already in a serious relationship and think that i'm going to ignore that fact that that person has someone else i'm not that person and it's not going to happen. So I learned how to talk to my heart and talk it out of what it feels for the person that I feel is just not going to work out. I learned that if it's not going to work out, don't do it for the sake of what, how good it feels in the moment. That's it. You've tuned in so far. Wow. Thank you. I don't know what to say, but thank you. And then again, I will also say, life is beautiful. We have no regrets. 
is still living life and it's still going to be beautiful and yeah hey, we are in the pandemic and we fathom that and then again one of those let us enjoy the process i love you and thanks for loving me shows i mean you're here goodbye love coolie